0: time it is. That's right. It's Tufo time. Why wow, was that lame? <laughs> How you doing? I am Jeff Royce. Thank you for coming back to another edition of the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. The podcast all about the writings and stories of Mr. Mark Tufo. I'm blown away by the response from last week's show, from the very first show for, for doing this. I've never, I, I haven't podcasted in about Five or six years, and so I was nervous about doing this. I've never done a Zoom podcast or anything like that. So, to for for the response that we got last over last week's show, I'm I'm humbled and I'm I'm very honored. I'm very blown away and very happy that you guys like what we're doing here, and hopefully you will continue to like it and like this week's show just as much. Now, I'm going to give you a warning right now. Mark does not pop in on this episode, so if he came in here each week hoping Mark would be a part of it, uh, you could just shut it off now. I hope you won't, but he just doesn't pop in, which is good because it gave us a chance to get the flow of the show, what it's actually going to be, which is a book club of sorts. People just sitting down, over Zoom, face-to-face, so to speak, and talking about his stories. And we did get a little more in-depth on Indian Hill. I know last week I wanted to start with that because it was the beginning and we wanted to go back to the beginning. And we did get a chance to do that more. We did discuss Tim, we did discuss... A little bit of everything. The show, I'm just going to give full disclaimer right now, is chock full of spoilers. Which, if you're listening to this and you don't want to hear spoilers, again, shut it off, don't listen. Because there's a ton of spoilers and there's a ton of stuff out there that we talk about. And just the way the course of a conversation goes, you never know... What people are going to bring up and what they're going to talk about. So that's it. So want to thank my guests this week, Nick and Jenny, for coming on and talking about stuff. So this is it, episode two. If you want to get yourself on the show, email me at Michael Talbot Podcast at icloud.com. You do have to have some knowledge of his stories, maybe read more maybe read maybe uh, maybe speak maybe have read more than just zombie follow will be helpful because that way you're not lost during the conversation thank you to everybody who has listened make sure you are liking and subscribing on whatever podcast format or youtube you are listening on give us a five star review and a rating it does help actually make that strike that reverse it five star rating and a review there we go because it helps people find the show pops up in their suggestions hey you like this book you like this podcast you might like this so there we go so this is it episode two here we go chronicles of michael talbot the podcast right here we go you guys beat me into it the computer ran an update as we were about to log on so (laughs) (laughs) of course Good. good evening how's everybody doing
1: good how
0: are you doing i am doing well nick i like your background is that the uh to cover up the the cheap hotel picture painting in the background or yeah let me turn my volume uh, up a little uh, bit
2: corrections academy
0: oh nice well thank you for your uh your corrections service which which area that that cheap hotel wi-fi froze on us nick say that again hold on (laughs) okay
2: you hear me better now yeah, I can hear you better now. Okay, good. I switched over to my phone's with Wi-Fi.
0: Ah, yeah, that's usually works best at, at hotels. So, which corrections are you uh, are you are you doing? Which area?
2: Michigan, Michigan uh, Corrections Academy. Um, I'll be on the west side, over by Michigan.
0: Oh, okay. So, you guys just had some an, an interesting week up there in Michigan, from yeah. what we see on the news.
2: Eight, eight, eight miles down the road from where I'm staying right now.
0: Wow. That is, uh, yep. yeah, that's a little unsettling. So, well, just a maybe. little so bit. So I
2: missed it. I missed it.
1: What happened?
0: Oh, a mass another shooting at Michigan State. Yeah, another college oh. shooting. Three, three students <laughs> dead, five injured. A yep. 44-year-old guy just went into the college and just started shooting people because he felt that he was wronged. So.
2: Yeah. It's just yeah, some people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the in the world of zombies and aliens and demons, now we gotta deal with real life idiots, you know? You don't have to mm-hmm. we don't have to we don't have to open up a book or a podcast for, you know, real life right. horror nowadays, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. So, That's sad.
0: Yeah, it is. So uh well we know what Nick does. Um he's going into corrections up in Michigan. But Jenny, what do you where are you out in the country and, and what do you do for a living?
1: i am in uh southwest ohio Mm -hmm. and i inspect surgical equipment no so if you ever go in for surgery i'm sorry
0: (laughs) 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 oh thank you for uh for doing that as as well i always find it interesting what everybody does for a living and where they're from and everybody kind of has this one common denominator, which is these stories that Mark has created, it's it's kind of amazing. When you talk to people and you find out who they are, what they do for a living, you know, it can be anywhere from a housewife, to, you know, to with five kids, to doctors, or, you know, scholars or lawyers or something, they all come together. And it's it's amazing what people what brings people together and what people enjoy doing. In their off time and in what they like to read or what they like to listen to so that's very cool yeah. so what's the latest that book? is yeah nick what's the latest uh book or uh, do you book or audio
2: i do both primarily audio though and um i've listened to everything that he's released but i'm currently going back through indian hill for like the eighth time
0: <laughs> and what about you jenny
1: um, I am audio. I, I'm inspecting all day, so I'm just sitting there listening, looking through a microscope. So it mm-hmm. occupies my time. Mm-hmm. I have been through every one of his books more times than I care to count. I have them all. I have them all in paperback mm-hmm. and audio. Wow. He, si- he signed all of I got them all for my husband for Christmas a couple of years ago, and he signed all of them.
0: Your husband or Mark? Mark. Mark signed them. Okay. I was going to say it would be kind of weird for your husband to <clears throat> sign them.
1: Here's no, your Christmas he didi- present, signed by me. <laughs> he wrote little dedications in each one to him. I mean, it wasn't just his name. He put little dedications in each one. It was really nice. Oh,
0: That Mark is a a dude.
1: He is. Yes, no. he is. i seen you in Maine. I don't know if you remember, but I was there in Maine.
0: You came up to Maine? Who, who, uh, yes. Were you with Casey? No. Or I, um, We had a couple people from other parts of the country that came out.
1: Yeah, I sat with Casey for a little bit. Her and I okay. were talking.
0: Okay, that's yeah, I like, do not know if you guys came together. Yeah, I thought you looked familiar. No. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, so you, you brave the, uh, the 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 trek halfway across the country to go to Maine, huh?
1: I drove it. I'll never do it again. You
0: drove <coughs> to Maine. Wow, that is dedication.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. to. Be... <clears throat> did you
0: Did you have fun though?
1: I did. I had a blast.
0: Did you lose a lot of money? Or did you gamble at all or
1: um no, I did not gamble this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, try not to do it too terribly often because I there's a lot of casinos around me. Mm-hmm. So I tend to do it here. So I don't need to go out and do it.
0: Okay. Um were you how late did you stay at the casino is the question. Ooh, move my camera.
1: Oh shoot, I think I was there till maybe nine.
0: Oh, okay. So you weren't there when they closed.
1: No, I you know, I kept trying to talk talk to Mark, but somebody somebody kept him occupied. I can't
0: I, I, I take no responsibility for that.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, at this point, I'm just gonna go ahead and
0: go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hog all this time. My bad. It's the first time I met him too. So I was kind of off on that too. Just, you know, everybody was just shooting the shit just having a good time so it was, it was nice and casual but yeah we got yeah. we got there and um we all hung out afterwards mark had left and i was talking me and my wife were talking with another couple and i, I see her all the time on facebook and i'm drawing a blank on her name but at about, i think so at about midnight right here no no, no no dark oh, long okay. dark hair. she's from New Hampshire, New okay. Hampshire and Maine. okay but at midnight they announced that the casino was closing. and we had a lot of drinks in know. us and we were we spent the mm-hmm. night there. me and my wife drove up from uh, from Massachusetts and looked each other like mm-hmm. they're cl-. I asked the bartender I said you're closing. she's like, yeah, since the pandemic we don't have enough people to staff. so they closed ah. at midnight and reopened at six. That was like, that is the craziest thing that a casino closes. yeah.
1: Yeah, I've never been the one that closes. Before, no, and that's
0: what kind of caught us up. God, I'm like, are <laughs> they closing like some of the tables or the bars closing? And they said the bartender's like, no, we're, we're closing all together. I'm like, all right, I, I guess I got to pay my four thousand dollar tab because we didn't have to <laughs> be, we just drank all night. So, but it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. So both of you have read Indian Hill, then correct? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Okay. Because last week we were gonna kind of go back to the beginning. Then Mark' party crashed and the whole format of the show kind of went up in the turmoil but i'm trying to do this as having a format so to speak to kind of go back to the beginning and discuss indian hill which is where he started doing everything in college um it's what were initial first impressions of the book uh we'll start with nick what did you think first reading it first glance first everything what 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 was your opinion i'm gonna bring up my notes while you do that
2: I will admit that I started with zombie fallout. Like I'm sure 99% of people did. <laughs> yep. um, Nicholas Sandsbury-Smith's books led me to him, to Mark, and then I decided to take the leap into Indian Hill after doing the, I'm only going to listen to one book. No, no, I guess I'll go to the next one. No, I'll go to the next one. Well, here I am, but I decided to go to Indian Hill, and uh, I don't know, it, it resonated me from... The very beginning, the way he tells the stories is like it just hits home for me. I can relate. I feel like I can picture myself as I more like picture myself as Paul in the college parts and the high school and middle <laughs> school parts and things like that. I, I kind of see me as Paul and I was doing that stuff with Mike or um just he just hit home and then once it got into the like you said last time about chapter 12 or so when the action really starts kicking off and Mm -hmm. uh, I was like well um, I'm definitely hooked now and I was eagerly awaiting each book as it was coming out because I think there was only four out when I found it and uh, yeah I I got in it from the beginning and I love it
0: nice Jenny what about you
1: I did actually start off with Zombie Fallout, and mm-hmm. I actually found it in the library, uh, the Audible library. Uh, oh, God, that had to have been six, seven years ago, I would say. Trying to find something to listen to at work, ran across it. I'm like, I'm not a zombie person. Never have been. Didn't like zombies, vampires, werewolves, aliens. Never was into any of that stuff. I don't know what drew me to actually get that book and listen to it. But from that point, I listened to everything they had in the library. Or I think it was like the first three. So then I'm like, I'm hooked. So I had to get audible and I just started buying all of his books. And after I got caught mm-hmm. up on zombie, I went to Indian Hill mm-hmm. and I'll be honest. If I hadn't listened to zombie fall Up first, the first, oh, I don't know. Two, three chapters in Indian Hill might, I might not have kept listening. Cause they just weren't drawing me in real hard. But once the aliens came in, yeah, I was I was sucked in. I was sucked <laughs> in. And it, I was just lost in it at that point. <laughs> yeah, so. chapter
0: 16 is, is is when they get beamed up. And I was the same way you guys were. And I, I talked a little bit about it last week. That is a lot of backstory. And then, you know, I get you're building at your first story. You're right with what you're familiar with. You go with what you're familiar with. Friendship, love, college, partying, things, you know accidents drunk driving things like stone driving things like that (laughs) um you know you get to chapter 12 and it's oh there's something off the coast of venus they're like oh okay this is something different and then they go to the concert and then all of a sudden it's boom we got beamed up so that's where it, it got interesting but i was in the same boat with you guys now was yours a free book that you listened to
1: yes not not Indian I Hill, wasn't. but the zombie fallout. Zombie
0: Fallout. Yeah, I had Zombie Fallout Zero, which was free on Audible, and that's what kind of got me started. re going through everything. Mine, so.
1: mine actually got from the local library. Like they have the you could download from the local library, mm-hmm. and that's that's where I first got Zombie Fallout. Ah, Get, so. I still don't know why. I still don't know why because there was nothing about it that would have said me listen to it. Cause I didn't do zombies,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it, it just, I just got drawn into it. I'm like, I'm going to try it. And I have no idea no,
0: why. Now you do. <laughs> now you're a zombie girl. <laughs> I well,
2: am. Get, I never, I never heard of Mark until originally I started with DJ Moley's retaining series in paperback. And then I downloaded his, uh, the extra books in his series that are only on audible. And then it suggested Smith and then Smith's books. I was jonesing for more because I just got into audible and it suggested Mark's and I tried zombie fallout one. And I think from uh, some assholes licking my people, I was,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 so he had you at hello. Basically. <laughs> that, that's pretty early in the, in the story that that happens. Yep. So
2: <laughs> and see, I'm a pseudo prepper kind of paranoid type person. I, a lot like Mark. I don't have the germophobia he does, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I'm the pseudo prepper. I have plans for this, that, or the other thing. And uh, it made me relate to him even more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking back on it, like uh, Jenny said, it may have been the reason I fell so fast for Indian Hill was because I had already had somewhat of a backstory of Mike and Tracy and BT and Paul and all of those people um and i think having that in the back of my mind is pretty good pretty, pretty good bet that's why i fell for indian hill so fast is because i did have that backstory already but i really don't know i've liked all of his books so far
0: yeah you yeah. listen because you know what's going to happen you know he's building <laughs> towards something you know something's gonna it's not just going to be all I think I made the joke when I was listening to Distance. I was like is this a kissing book? Like what is this <laughs> teen bubblegum crap? you know? And if you haven't read Distance. Stick with it. It's a really good story, but it's different. It's not juvenile. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not zombie fallout. It's not the antics of Mike and BT. It's a total offshoot, but it ties everything in his world ties in as we like to call the triptiverse. Yeah. Uh, so so it all I'm comes still
2: I'm still waiting for that secret project he t- talked about when I met him in Salem.
0: When was this? Do tell, do tell.
2: Spoilers. Um, oh, I I th- think it was like three, four, no, about five years ago now, six years ago. It was the uh uh Love in Salem is what it was called, and for some reason they wanted Mark there. So me and my family drove all the way out to Salem. Salem, Massachusetts. To a little hotel out there. Yep. Okay. Yep. And my wife and I are kind of in the, the witchy type, gothic type thing as well. So when I said, hey, I want to go meet Mark. She's like, we're not driving all the way out to meet him. I said, he's in Salem. She's like, when do we leave? <laughs> because She always wanted to go to Salem. and uh, You yeah, had her at Salem. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then we brought you, we planned out a week. I got down there, you know, on a Monday or yeah, Monday and we met him on Friday at the hotel I did. And then Saturday was the event. And when we were at the hotel, we may or may not have been partaking. And, uh,
0: as those do in Salem.
2: Yeah. He, (laughs) uh, may or may not have let something slip about. Uh, I think you mentioned it last time, like a fantasy type book Mm -hmm. where everything just kind of implodes on itself. And I couldn't get more out of him than that. But I've been impatiently waiting for that to pop up. So I'm hoping. He's starting to go that way, <laughs> you know, leaving Indian Hill open, leaving zombie fallout the way it is open, like in like in demon fallout, merging into it slowly. And the world's the lines starting to bleed too close together.
0: Yeah. Well, that then that's similar to what Shrouded World is like. Yes. I'm assuming you've have you both read that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely. That was difficult to follow. Uh, just a lot of the timelines because it's like all of a sudden the wave hits and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on here you know trip is <laughs> lucid now he's making sense what's what's happening
2: i will admit i think third fourth book into that one i can't remember when he started getting all quantum physicsy. i mm-hmm. was just like um this reminds me of when i took physics in college and it was like what the bleep are you looking for? Or down the bleep in a rabbit hole, <laughs> some weird <laughs> show like that. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot keep track of this crap to save my life. It's like, what are you talking it. about? Yeah. It's one of those I things i got stop to listen and st- to again. Yeah, exactly. I had to stop and start so many times. I'm like, because usually I use listen to, as into a background or something like that when I'm driving, doing yard work or when I was patrolling as a security guard or things like that. and, I was just like, wait, what did I? What did he just say? What did I just listen to? So I had to play it back multiple times, and I'm like, oh, this actually kind of starting to make sense now.
0: Yeah, the, the way the things, the way it kind of crosses over and, and blends in together. I did the same as you. I I drive for a living during the day, so I, I always have books on, or podcasts on in the background, and listening to that one, it's you really can't not pay attention to it. Because it can yeah. skip a, a, a chapter or a, a sentence, and you're in someplace else, and you're wondering, wait, 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 but then did this fast forward an hour? Like, what <laughs> just happened? Yeah. I, I, That's I what I, thought. Back. I
2: thought I was missing something. You know, I'd listen that night, and I'm like, did I fall asleep or miss some of this? Or mm-hmm. what? what is going on? What did you do now, Mark?
1: <laughs> I do sleep listening to Mark. I oh, have yeah. him on my Chum phone, on... Yep.
0: playing <laughs> is mark's doing ASMR while you sleep or yep. just the yes. stories yes. yeah
2: <laughs> him and sean together knock me out i mean not yep. no, a boring way it just lets my mind focus so much on one thing instead of racing through like right now exactly. i'm so so much pain from the academy because i'm 35 years old trying to keep up with these 18 to 21 year old kids and yeah, uh, god bless you i'm pretty sore it's uh I'm not the most in the academy, but <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, ha- I have bad knees from car accidents and stuff, and I thought when I passed the PT test at the interview, I was done. No. And especially when one kid goes a week without shaving, and we're doing 50 push-ups because this one kid didn't shave.
0: Little bastard. Uh,
2: yeah, needless to say, I wanted to throw... Uh, uh, well, I ain't going to say what I wanted to throw, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sore. and It's really helped because I'm 100 miles away from my family right now. And yesterday was actually my 14th wedding anniversary. And because of this, I'm away from her. But oh, wow. it's Happy been easy. Big... Thank you. Um, I'm sure my wife will be watching this as soon as you post it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she uh, being away from her and my kids. But the one thing I'm able to keep in common is, you know, TUFo. I listen to it while I'm eating in the morning. I listen to it know after after the academy or as i'm going to bed and it's helped me stay more attached to home because it's what i did at home too Mm -hmm. it's one thing i was able to i'm able to keep doing because i can't have my phone obviously down in the academy but as soon as i get back up i pop my headphones in and like well that was a day how do you go a whole day without a cell phone uh, it's gonna be worse when we get in the prison because uh, you can't you can't bring them on the property in Michigan and the shifts are usually twelve hours long. Wow.
0: And yep, eighteen year olds in a, car they got eighteen year olds going a whole day without their phones? Yeah. That's that's like that's boot camp in itself. Just <laughs> get know. a Gen Z to go a I day mean- without their phone.
2: Luckily, I'm right on that cusp. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 18. So I'm like, man, if I go without it, I go without it. The only thing I crave is, like I said, listening to the audio books or at night about 730 each night I've been away. I call my family. But other than that, yeah, it's I'm enjoying it. Tough work, but you know, reading Mark's stuff and looking forward to doing this podcast with you. I've already received like six messages. Join us at the bar. No, thank you. I'm doing something <laughs> else right now. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you know, talking about my favorite author. And, uh, um, you know, again, it's been it's been interesting. And in that background you were talking about, there's only two. It's actually a poster and Mark signed it. You can't really see it. It cut it off. When I met him in Salem, I made two of them. I designed it all myself and gave one to him. And then I have one signed by him and I have it hanging on my bedroom wall. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So I've had a few people want to buy it from or buy it. It's like, no, I'm going to stick with it. The there only be two of them. Mark has one. I have one. It makes me feel kind of special. Very. Hey, cool. you got a better
1: background than I do. I'm in the middle of switching hey. rooms out for my candle room. So it's all big mess right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he specifically asked me to not have the hotel room with the, uh, bodies or anything it, So I uh wanted to make sure nothing could be seen. Yeah, part of the can, part can of the, we just get a little peek. A little, little peek?
0: peek of the dead hookers and uh in drug paraphernalia in the hotel rooms.
2: Oh yeah. that would look real good, especially since this is classified as Academy property <laughs> I'm staying
1: there. Worse yet, your I'm wife's even, gonna watch it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's well, we, true too. Exactly. And we appreciate that. So um so let's say You're at a concert, and you had to get beamed up by aliens. Which concert would you want it to be at?
2: Probably Disturbed.
0: For good reason or bad reason? Because it's like, get me the hell out of here. I can't listen to this crap no more.
2: Or No, it's just they're one of my all-time favorite bands, and I went to a couple other concerts, and I get so drawn in. I feel like... You know, I'm on another planet already.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So that would be the, yeah. your last concert, like your desert island concert, so to speak, would be Disturbed.
2: Pretty much. Yep. Okay. I think that would be the best one for me. Well, Jody's I agree question. with you. I,
1: I absolutely love Disturbed. But I'm actually going to go with the concert that I went to that I absolutely hated. Somebody got me tickets years ago for my birthday, and that was Billy Ray Cyrus.
0: You couldn't not get not your achy, worse. breaky
1: heart out of there fast enough? Yeah. Yeah, wow. oh my god, it was horrible. Beat me up, get me the heck out of there.
0: <laughs> Hoping for aliens to come down. <laughs> you have a good excuse to get out of there.
1: Yes, oh my god, it was horrible. I would have been begging, begging to be taken out.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear
2: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a horrible concert.
2: <laughs> yeah, i That was the worst. I will admit, my wife, yeah. when we were dating, dropped me to... Uh uh Duran gray uh some japanese screamo yeah if if i was going the route you were it would have probably been that concert i only hung out there because the final act was deftones
0: yeah
2: i i suffered through the japanese band apart nothing against the japanese whatever but it's like i'd never heard the band before i couldn't understand anything they were saying and my now wife was singing along with and I'm, I'm like who are these guys you used <laughs> deftones to trick me to come here didn't you?" she knew <laughs> i like deftones and she's like we want i want to go in now and it's like okay fine we'll get in there yeah but I, if i got had to be beamed away for your reasons it would be uh would have been that concert
0: wow now is it deftones like d-e-p-h like they changed the name it was like a, an offshoot band or was it the real Deftones? no Tones? it
2: was actual deftones
0: okay i don't know if it was like a, i a mean Japanese i got
2: offshoot no it was so bad that i actually the other bands that uh i actually left before deftones even got on mm-hmm. because uh the other band was just bad enough and my wife was her, again fiance at the time was like she's only four foot ten and she kept on getting crowded out couldn't see anything and uh there was no stadium seating or anything it was uh, just like a local small time venue bar in grand rapids and uh yeah i hate, i hated it i i really wanted to see Tones, but i needed to get up out of there
0: oh very sorry to oh, get- I, don't,
1: I don't think i could have done that i don't think i could have left
2: no <laughs> it was <laughs> hard was like, but- let me
1: just put you on my shoulders you know we'll be good <laughs>
2: I did that for quite a while. Most of the concert, I think the first, most of the time, the beginning of it, she was. So. <laughs>
0: so, all right. So you get beamed up by aliens. All right. And the whole, the, 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 shit goes down. There's two, you guys would both be in two different camps because the men have to go and fight in the gladiator games, which I would be out probably the first First round, uh, totally wiped out at all. And um, Jenny, you would be someone spoil. You hope you're not, you know, one of Durgan's, so to speak. Please now. (laughs) (laughs) So in a situation like that, let's say aliens really do come down. Let's say they come down to earth and the shit hits the fan and, you know, stuff just starts getting blown up. How long do you think you would last? And where would be your go to place to go? Do you have a, and you said you're kind of a, a prepper, Nick, and you know, you're, you know, military police type of thing. You're probably more prepared than, than I am. I mean, I, I don't even have an axe for a zombie apocalypse or well, for I, a baseball bat, nothing. I'm screwed. I'm locking the door and bat. in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> I am very much prepared. I wouldn't say for alien invasion, but I've got plans planned out from, you know, if Chicago's new. Or Lansing, Michigan, the capital. Right now, if Lansing was new, that'd be SOL, because That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I even have routes to walk to us. Uh, so I have what they call a mag, which is a mutual assistance group, and all of us bring different things to the tables. It's filled with doctors, ranchers, farmers, cops, military veterans, and I train with them all the time. It is about 80 miles northeast of me. Definitely not going to say uh, exactly where it's at for security reasons but uh our my goal is to bug out with my family there and we have bug out bags in our car and our house so i think in that situation if i if i wasn't beamed up uh there's a good chance i would last a while because we've planned for a lot of this stuff and it, the compound as we call it that where we would all meet up at um, it's just a bunch of farms and stuff that everybody owns is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And most everything is like where we train mostly is out in the middle of the woods. So you can't really see it. And reading books like Mark's and things I've learned not to draw attention to that type of stuff. So we make sure that we wouldn't be out there practicing shooting and maneuvers and stuff where we could be seen by aliens or a Chinese spy balloon. <laughs>
0: Those are looking. You got more chance for a Chinese spy balloon nowadays than aliens. At this point, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right. My goodness, Jenny. What about you?
1: Um, I do have a little bit of prep going on. I mean, I do own a lot of guns. Uh, I have a freeze dryer, so I freeze dry a lot of food. I have big store food. Um, we have I I like kind of like Mark. I kind of live out in the boonies, out in the sticks, so. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of secluded. So hopefully nobody's even going to notice I'm way back here. Because, you know, I don't have a bunker or anything because I have a high water table. So I can't even have a basement. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just got to hope for the best at that point. You know, maybe they just won't notice my little house way out in the woods somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm screwed. I'm kind of right next to the city. and. I got no, I got no fallout shelter because we're on a se we got a septic tank, so we can't dig down or anything like that. So it was nice knowing you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I,
2: something that I realized uh, when I was working for the Muskegon County Juvenile Detention Center, uh, it kind of hit me that I'm kind of screwed too because there is a tank manufacturer not too far from where I live. So if you know nuclear war hit. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, hopefully they don't use anything above tactical nukes because uh, that would be SOL. (laughs) Tactical nukes, I'd I'd be safe.
1: If we're talking nukes now, I would be screwed because I'm less than 10 miles from Wright-Patterson
2: Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, well, then you'd probably be wiped out too then, but yeah. But yeah, other than that, I'm pretty close to the city. I used to be boonies, but they put in a subdivision behind us and built up a lot of stuff around us. They just forced us to go to natural gas. And we had, you know, we were considered boonies country, but not so much anymore. The city keeps expanding.
1: I would kill to have some natural gas. Propane is freaking expensive. (laughs)
0: yes okay. it is they're saying natural gas is is now bad you, you know they're, they're trying to outlaw that have you heard have you heard that thing
1: breathing is
0: bad exactly I'm trying to say <laughs> yeah everything's you, bad it, we,
2: through half the trainings I went past week and a half I just said so are we allowed to say do eat breathe anything anymore or talk about mm-hmm. anything or and it's just like do we get a lot of somewhat health care like training doing this job and it's just everything is bad everything Mm -hmm. is expensive they're outlawing everything yeah
0: kind of crazy yeah kind of crazy so you enjoy life while you can and uh do what you love and read stories that you know hopefully give you some kind of semblance as to how you would do it and how you would survive at all (laughs) so to speak but right of your of all of his books, which one's your favorite? Like, which I'd say which book because it's hard to tell. Like, like, book ten is stands out, but which series besides Indian Fallout? Because I think that's pretty much the the defaulto of his stories that everybody really enjoys the most. Is that safe to say.
2: Besides, it, did you say Indian Fallout?
0: Zombie Fallout.
2: <laughs> Zombie Fallout. Oh, besides, um, merging <laughs> the two together.
0: That's the new book he's working on. Shit, I shouldn't have said anything. Okay, no, there's say, no, hey zo- now, there's hey no now, Indian on. Fallout coming. I have no insider news.
2: I don't see a moxie background, so Mark must not be sneaking on, is he? (laughs) No, not yet. um, I'd still say Indian Hill. I I know I'm in a few majority that Indian Hill is my favorite. And then if I had to go besides Indian Hill, uh, more of his obscure ones, I'd have to say Devil's Desk. That one I really liked as well. That was really good.
0: Yeah, I really like that. I wish he would do another
2: one. Yeah, like, like Well, that. you know how Mark doesn't end things well. Very true. <laughs> Very true. I have you a feeling BT is going to go back to Alaska and then get in trouble and then Mark's going to have to go save him. So uh, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen next. But you know, Mr. too will never did it. Mm, that would be interesting. Jenny, what about yeah. you?
1: God, I don't know. I mean, the one that I really loved that really irritated me for a long time Was um, United States of Apocalypse? Yes, and I was so irritated when there was like no next book, and for what was it? Two, three years? We were left hanging, waiting for that. I was, I was going insane. So I absolutely loved that one,
2: but that was much more realistic, and I can agree. I mean, that kind of I wasn't like Mike in that one, but that's the type of. Stuff I expected that I prepped for, Mm
1: -hmm. kind of the Red
2: Dawn ish, you know, you know things like that, and that's so I really like that one too. And I kind of listened to it and gave up on it, but then I'm Mm -hmm. just glad he's finally started writing the uh, other ones again.
1: Oh, I started. I was bugging the hell out of him constantly. Like, when is that next book coming? When is it coming? Because it was driving me crazy.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I think we're gonna get a five out of it, though. You know
1: what? i'm I'm okay where it stopped. I mean, I want more, but I'm okay where it stopped. Yeah. before then, it was such a cliffhanger. It was just like dead stop right in the middle, and it was yeah,
2: me. you're at least where it stopped this time, you have a general idea where you can fill in yeah. what's probably gonna happen because you have enough of the story to base off from. But the first one it was like, okay, is this gonna go Indian hillish? Is it gonna go zombie falloutish? Is it gonna go? Where in the world is he going with this? Because mm-hmm. even though it's Mike in all the stories, each he's a different person in each one too. You know, yeah. I don't, I, I can't see like Mike from Zombie Fallout doing too well in the Indian Hill Saga, or vice versa. Or maybe the Zombie Fallout, he's well, kind of well rounded in that one. But you know, if you move the mics around in the different universes, I have, I have trouble thinking they would survive. Too. Hmm,
0: that's an interesting, <laughs> uh, interesting view. Yeah. On that. And yeah, I tried that looking way. at it.
2: It's like, imagine, you know, 18, 20 or 19, 20-year-old Indian Hill Mike trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. You know, he doesn't have that pseudo-prepper background. He's got that, you know, all-about-girls, uh, no Marine Corps background or anything like that. So if he, if he suddenly got thrown into that, how would he do? Or, uh, you know, the zombie fallout Mike, know oh, if he would have went to that tournament I think he would have been a little bit too old you know to be able to fight against some of those people um, he would have been able to recover as fast and so I have tried picturing those different stories putting the mic in each one and different stories and you know just a thought experiment for me
0: so you don't think dig- digging DPW Mike would fare well against the Geno Jarians? <laughs>
2: um Again, I think the war part, yes. You know, like the uh, fighting, maintaining, and, you know, fighting them once they've made their foothold, yes. But I don't think he would have done well in that tournament. Mm. You know, maybe if he, that. you know, if maybe if Tracy was taken and was one of the spoils, yeah, I think he would probably do really good because he's would snap and use his training to help out. But again, look at how he had to outrun—I um, think it was Hurley or one of the heavy-set guy who was really powerful. He had to use his youth and stamina to outrun him and tire him out, and uh, to be able to beat him. And uh, I don't know if the mic at the beginning of Zombie Fallout could do that.
0: Possibly. Yeah, no. I never even looked at it in that way. You get that's some good insight, dude. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah i didn't think of it that Again, way Again, <laughs> i
2: do i do a lot of thought experiments it's like yes they're all the same person but they've had different walks of life mm-hmm. i mean the apoc, the apocalypse led ih mike to the marines whereas in zombie fallout he was already a marine before the apocalypse so it's like which way which one would have been able to survive which way
0: Definitely not the hundred-year-old Mike from Lycan like Fallout wouldn't survive on the uh, <laughs> on the on the ship. Even though he's part vampire, it still wouldn't matter. If you haven't read Lycan like Fallout, yeah. that's a spoiler. This show's going to have, sp- in the coming, you know, weeks, there's going to be spoilers galore. So if you don't want to hear something, you you don't you, you don't want to hear something you don't want to hear. You you know, I hate to say it, and don't listen.
2: Yeah, uh, it's been kind of hard not to. You know, <laughs> I've been trying to choose my words carefully not to. Uh... Give away too many spoilers because uh I helped run the uh two full spoiler world page on Facebook and uh um I got to see way more than I wanted to before I was able to catch up with the books and things like that. So it's like, yeah, I've been so busy I haven't done it a year or two now, but spoilers can be irritating.
0: (laughs) See, I don't mind spoilers. I look at spoilers as if like you read the book and then you see the movie, or you see the movie, then you read the book, you kinda know what's gonna happen already or you sort of watch it i'm a big behind the scenes uh documentary you know kind of guy i want to see how i want to see how the sausage is made so to speak so i don't mind hearing spoilers because then it's well what's okay i know what's going to happen but what leads up to that happening? there's always some aspect of it that you're not aware of that's going to happen even though you know the end result is you know you know luke's going to blow up the death star at the end but what happens from the beginning to how does he get to blow up the Death Star, so to speak? Granted, I'm dating myself and going back years ways, but you know,
2: what well, you both are young. Da- I
1: don't hear.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say you're not dating yourself that bad. You can't be much older than me now, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, uh, it, you know, like big plot spoilers like that, honestly, don't bug me. But it's just like you, the little stuff that leads up to it. It's like especially if a character dies or, um, you know, like if, how, like how when BT finally met up with uh, Mike in Indian Hill and then I was like, I'm so glad that they did. And I liked the story that led up to that. I I knew they were going to just because, I mean, come on, this is Mark and he's got, you got to on Mike and BT, you know, he's going to put those three together. Mm-hmm. And have them fighting over Mike. To me, that was a predictable spoiler. But how he went about it and the actual interaction, I'm glad that you know people weren't talking about like that, you know, to let me know that they wanted becoming buddies. Because I didn't see that happen. No. I just I, knew that the characters were gonna be brought together.
0: I hope there wasn't anybody in the car in a car next to me while I was listening to that when that point came out <laughs> I heard BT. In the book, because I audibly
2: went, yeah, I got excited. What you doing, <laughs> army boy? Yeah. What? Marines. I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I literally just <laughs> after the academy, I went down to the dinner they provided, got to that part again in the series in book four mm-hmm. where BT's introduced. And it's just like, I, I, lo- I love it. Don't think about it. Can you blame me? No, fine. Don't <laughs> act on your impulse. <laughs>
0: yeah Jenny what do you think I about have all I had a horrible
1: this? time remembering
0: it yeah I can't remember books as well as I remember movies um, I, I think- did
2: almost narrate the books myself at this point I've listened so many times not the most recent zombie fallouts but like Indian Hill yeah uh, you know I find myself randomly and my wife or my co- or my other people in the academy or co-workers I'll start quoting lines while they're going on and they're looking over at me like what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Especially the first time I did some assholes look at my people. That <laughs> gave me a lot of attention. And I had a mic moment. Did I say that out loud? Shit. Uh-huh.
1: First time I ever wore my t shirt to work, I was like, man, they're gonna send me home. I know send me home. They're
2: gonna
0: tell me to get changed. You wore Not your people problem. shirt to work? To-
1: I certainly did. man That's- everybody loved it.
0: <laughs> That's everybody great. loved it. Was it an office <laughs> setting or was it
1: in a like lab. We- So, Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I have lab coat on public view. Yeah. 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 So, but it was open. I never buttoned my lab coat up.
2: It's too Mm. hot, but
1: they could. Everybody read it. They've seen it. They loved
2: it. (laughs) When I use when I try to get people hooked up, Mark, that's my go to line. Yeah. I I said, imagine. imagine Yep. I said, there's some paranoid pseudo prepper, former Marine, or Excuse me, retired Marine germaphobe who's thrown in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, and he has the most sarcastic Bostonian mouth I've ever heard, and that intrigues him. And I say, "Oh, and they talk about some asshole licking their peepholes. and then I just leave it at that and tell him, "If you want to know the story, <laughs> you've got to go out and listen to it." I I know local libraries around here I at least have the first one or two you can download from Hoopla and things like that. So yep, um, that's I've I, got quite I, a, I few got a few people at work on it. Yeah. So they me. Yeah,
0: they understood it without you having to explain it to them.
2: No, they wanted to know about it, and I just said you'll have to read the book. Oh, because yeah, they were just—I left them hanging. <laughs> yeah, you said they, the they people would ask it. me
1: about it. Yeah, they they would ask me about it, and I would just tell them about the book because I would actually move my lab coat down so they could see the back of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to look them up. You need to. Just start listening. You're gonna love it. I don't care if you hate zombies. I don't care. You're gonna love it. Just listen. I've converted Ooh. so many people at work.
0: <laughs> What's on the yeah. back of the shirt? I've I've never seen one. I've seen only seen the front. I've never seen the back.
1: Oh, it ha- it just has his name on the back of it. And I I think it has. It's, it's the it website? Saying, it Zombie Fallout. Yeah, and I think it has the the website at the bottom.
2: Marktwofo I, Mark I know. I kn-
1: I will remember for sure that it has his name and it says Zombie Fallout. I can't remember if it has website or not, but I just don't yeah, want get on Audible part.
2: I will admit I bought one, but I can very well, very rarely wear it because I have a super long torso and it shrank, and I can't wear it anymore. But it's hanging up in my room, so that's what <laughs> I keep it for.
0: Cheap ass Zezel T-shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah unfortunately, that- I have to agree with that.
1: I got two t-shirts, two of the people hoodies <clears throat> and one of the, uh, trip hoodies.
0: Wow. You got like sh- almost a whole wardrobe.
1: G- yeah. I should have got two of the trip hoodies because my husband and I keep fighting over it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't got the trip one yet. Cause I've been in so many careers and being involved, you know, with the government and things that uh, I really wouldn't be able to wear it around because I have to be, a. Uh, uh, pillar and a sh- example to the community even when I'm off duty. And uh it's like I wouldn't be able to wear it
0: anywhere. <laughs> so wearing so, a puff puff pass shirt wouldn't work
2: out. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't no. think my bosses would like that too much. Uh,
1: my so- cousin My cousin is a corrections officer in Michigan. And I'm oh. here to tell you right now, she is not a pillar of anything. So <laughs> don't worry oh, about it.
2: Okay. <laughs> Maybe You'll know when you meet her next. Us. What part of the state is she in?
1: I, you know what? I'm not sure because I try not to talk to her.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I
1: just sense. know she's in
0: Michigan. Oh, <laughs>
2: we all got those relatives. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I, uh, I'll i be, I plan on moving up. I wouldn't mind being, you know, moving up someday and getting into the uh, mental health part or you know, even prisoner transport or emergency response team, because believe it or not, corrections officers are sworn officers. They are law enforcement. A lot of people don't realize they are. The only thing that's different about our academy overall is we don't have to get the firearm certification. We have to get a shotgun certification for riot control, but other than that, we are sworn legal officers and we have an emergency response team think of swat team and fugitive recovery teams and things like that that are really hard to get onto. And, you know that would lead me to be moving around the country and you know, the state a lot and doing things like that
0: and upending and moving is is not no any fun <clears throat>
2: well i'm not moving my family i just travel if i had to and they, they do pretty good at uh compensating you for traveling because i think Out of the 30 ERT team members, they're spread all over the lower peninsula. Mm -hmm.
0: That's good then. So I had a question in my head and it just totally went out the door. So, (laughs) um, but back to Indian Hill. So the way the book ended, would you guys want to see a continuation of the series?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been asking him. I sneak that comment in almost all of his posts. Like when he just announced, like in Fallout Six, I was like, "So, where is Indian Hill hmm. And well, I, we I were know he May. was talking. I was gonna say when he was talking about the other one about, uh, you know, afraid to keep going. I told, yeah, I I don't care. Just do it. <laughs> Even if you just release it to, you know, the people in the club or people that you've met or something, I want more. But what was he saying in Maine?
1: Um, When we were in Maine, my husband, who was with me at the time, that was the one and only question he had for him. That is his absolute favorite series of all his books. And he, I thought he was going to get down on his hands and knees and beg him. He was so adamant. He's like, please, 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 please. I need another one. He was begging him. So yes, definitely, definitely want another one. I think it would be awesome.
0: I think it would too. Yeah. I I think it would be great to continue this series with with what would happen because where it ends, it's you know they, they defeat the 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 incoming army, but the rest of the planet's still out there. The re- the rest of the yeah, not the Genos. What's mm-hmm. the who, who, who are the one forgerians? the Prajarians? Yes, I don't know. I keep seeing Jarians. Uh Progerians are still out there. You know, they're not they're not gone. It didn't destroy the whole planet. There was no Death Star oh. that, that blows up. That planet. What about
2: the Strivers? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you go somewhat canony off uh, from distance, again, not giving spoilers, but obviously, uh, depending on which way the to route took, there's obviously strivers that come around at some point as well. hmm And the fact Those are that creepy bastards. Yes, uh-huh. I I'm an arachnophobiac, and I think I would have shot first, ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you I, I, I'm one. There's a spider, let's burn down yeah. the house and move.
0: We're moving. Well, I just uh-huh. like that, that yeah. the spoilers. The spiders ate Beth. That that was the best. <laughs> oh Beth. yeah, I could not yes. wait yeah. for her. And I don't wish harm on anybody. You know, I don't care how many ex wives I have issues with. She, I just wanted to see her die. You know, I'm like, all right, this bitch needs to be. And I kept saying to Mark, I'm like, uh, does Beth get eaten by cats? Please tell me she gets eaten by cats.
2: Oh, so that keep, would be Just would keep going.
0: Great. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So yeah, she got. Uh, that was great when when she met Did her not cats, giant end.
2: spiders.
0: Yeah, why not? Even even creepier and you know more annoying. So, uh
2: huh. Yeah. Yeah, I um uh, I will admit the way she went was a bit visceral. Um, and kind of cruel, but at the same time, what she turned into?
0: Oh, she deserved yeah. every bit of it. Every yeah, bit. Of it. And Some I'm, may say she was always like that, and she didn't turn into anything. <laughs> I, I
1: believe it you know, was I,
0: always a mean, vindictive bitch. Let's just say it, what it, what yeah. what it was, you know?
2: Yeah, so. I, I I I beg I beg to differ a little bit on the Beth thing. I think she was all. Oh, so always somewhat self-absorbed, you know, like your typical mean girl, crappy girl, whatever you want to call them. But I really think that her being targeted as the queen of the games went to her head and then her time traveling with, uh, um, Debbie, right? Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Across the country and holding on her when she died. And, um, the captain that she hooked up with dying and then being stalked by a uh, peg. Um, I think she snapped. You know, I just think she was on that edge and she could have been saved. But then all those events just caused her to fall over and go insane. Did I think she was
0: always oh, like no. that. I thought she was always me, me, me. I, I look at me. I'm beautiful. I uh-huh. always yeah. got what I wanted. Now I'm the queen of the games. I wanted, I I, I I, strung, she strung Mike along for so long in college, and they had that back and forth thing. And then she pretty much, when Mike goes and talks to her on the ship as they're heading back to Earth, she's like, we need to talk. And he's like, I can, are you kidding me? I'm exhausted. Let me go to sleep. And she was telling him that she can't forgive him for what he did and says goodbye and then he says, Fine, whatever. And Now she realizes, Oh, wait, I can't have him. He rejected me. Now I want him and to go back mm-hmm. to it. She's just, you know, everybody knows that guy or girl that wants what they <laughs> want. And if they don't get it, they have to retaliate more for it. And it's, it's, it's spoiled, rotten, yes, you know, syndrome.
2: And now that you say yeah. that, it makes, you know, it, it may not even have necessarily been the, Oh, he don't want me anymore, but he become, Mr. World, ultimately, you could say he's, you know... The Earth champion. ...won the tournament. He's the Earth champion. That they acted like he was the king of everything and that he he should have been ruling the world. Even the Geno-Jarians, the pro acted like that. Mm-hmm. And I think she wanted a piece of that to go to feed her ego and stuff. Yeah. But it would be nice to see, even if... Uh, um. Mark goes a slightly different route, you know, obviously how they not going to give spoilers, but how one of Paul's lines is I'm going to get Beth all the help I can. It'd be nice to see or hear at least even a side story of how that went. You know, when he confronted her with everything she did and how psychotic she wound up actually going, I I would like to see Mark's take on her reaction and how that treatment went. I doubt
1: she would have believed it. I doubt she would have believed it. Well, I
2: yeah, could, why she would have thought say that. the footage was...
1: She's too narcissistic, so she's... It's, she's never going to believe that she was ever wrong in anything.
0: Yeah, I'm, I could see that. So you've known... I could be woman, wrong. You've known a woman like this, is is, is what I'm sensing. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know the type is, is, is where we're going to leave that. <laughs> <laughs> So she's a corrections officer in Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. It's not you. That's <laughs> what I was just thinking.
2: I was about to say, is this somebody I might meet soon? I sure yeah. hope not. So
1: she, yeah. That pretty much nailed her, actually. That's sad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, she's not a fan of Marx, is she?
1: I, I doubt it. If I it's not much... her, she's not a fan of anybody.
2: There you go. But she's no, just a fan okay. of herself, <laughs> apparently. So. Her name's not Beth, no. is it?
1: <laughs> no, fortunately not.
0: <laughs> Could be, what I was always thinking at the end of, uh, of of Indian Hill, if he did continue it, that there's always a ways to bring back people that that die at the end of stories. That Beth didn't die, but she became a hybrid mutant Striver, so to speak. With more
1: reason to kill her,
0: infected her, and now she's a Striver, but she still has Beth's memories, attributes and in characteristics and she becomes like the leader of the strivers that leads them against humanity with the the the, the progerians or to fight the progerians and the humans so uh, that's where my sick little mind went
2: that's just more reason I to kill her. Kind of, <laughs> i think it'd be kind of hard to go that way because okay. she was killed on the ship they towed home but then again maybe they took dna samples or something I, I it could be with mark's mind god only knows where it's gonna go
0: mm-hmm. well they may not go anywhere because i don't think mark has any d- desire based on last week's conversation of, of finishing it but if let's say that there's a fan fiction out there where we're kind of narrating the story right now as we go yeah So,
2: and i still want to see mike off from of Mike, especially two mics in the same universe. The same yes. mic, you know, you know that, you know what he says? Oh, and get me Mike at the very end of the book. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, that's it. You're going to leave it on that. Is one? the universe oh, big enough for two mics? Apparently, because it didn't implode and create a singularity on the planet. So <laughs> Very true. Very but yeah. true. No, and, see, Mark, uh, he,
1: he's scared. He is scared of it not ending as well the second time around. But I have not seen any of his books yet that hasn't ended well. That they end well, but they're always open to come back.
0: Always, yeah. everything's always open to come back at some point. You can always continue or... it. Ultimately... Go ahead.
2: You could ultimately say he did in a way continue it when you get more into Distance? Because to me, Distance is loosely an offshoot of Indian Hill. I mean, think about the third book. Yeah. I don't want to give away too, too many spoilers. We've already given away spoilers. Of...
0: Screw them. That's what this is all about. Uh, Talk about Yeah.
2: It. Well, you know, Drababon and Mike show up and save Winter and uh, uh, there's strivers on the planet and it turns out, you know, they were in a prison and they're descendants of Beth. Because uh-huh. they got locked up, the world was invaded by strivers or whatever, and then they were forgot about and they become their own little twisted backwards colony stuff. And um, so I think dis- distance, in a way, is an offshoot of Indian Hill. And I like, I like that story. I would like, you know, maybe the in between of that or another offshoot of that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like how Lycan like Fallout isn't a continuation of Zombie Fallout, but it's an offshoot after what, book eight or nine or something like that. It is one possibility of realities that happen. Yeah, at the timeline goes askew,
0: it's where it, where, it, where it ends up.
2: And I think it kind of reminds me I don't know if any of you guys are Dragon Ball Z fans, Dragon Ball Super fans, how. You know, there's different timelines created by time travelers. Every time a time traveler travels, they create an offshoot. And I think Trip is doing that. And I think Trip is, in a way, ultimately Mike's Poena. in a way. That he's trying to save Mike from Poena, but at the same time, he's drawing more attention from Poena by causing all these timeline fractures.
0: Now Poena was in is she in spirit clearing? Which one's no, Poena
2: is the demigod that's messing with Mike. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, he's the one he constantly makes reference, especially in Zombie Fallout, that he ran his mouth about the gods and giving him a better life or making his life more exciting. And it turned out it was Poena that did it. And then at the end like in and Fallout, God ultimately tells him, I've noticed you've been Poena's plaything. And I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of in a way because Trip keeps trying to intervene and it's ticking her off. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to mess with them here now and then here and then here and then here. And that's why everything's (laughs) imploding on itself, because how many how can you take one timeline and fracture it so many much or so much before something happens?
0: It's a good question. How many times can you mess with the timeline before everything just implodes? So, as many uh, times as he want? Yeah, pretty much. My mind is no. blown after that big ex- ex- explanation. At this point, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I feel like if if that big implosion ever comes, then that's just going to be the end. That is going to be don't the end, that. I don't ever want to nope. see the end. Don't say that.
0: Yeah, I'd like to. Nope. I, I'd like to get a year at least out of this podcast. So We can't end it.
2: <laughs> well, I think if you broke it down and went to all of his side stories and, uh, you know, did a lot of what ifs and things like that, you know, even like you were mentioned earlier, the fan fiction, you could even do a, an occasional episode of uh, focusing on. Now, if you wrote a fan fiction, where would you go? You already kind of did that with your Beth becoming the queen of the bugs, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you, could, you Yeah, I think you could get a lot of a lot of run out of that, too. And it would be nice to see. A lot of those different stories, because, I mean, I consider myself a two, or a Talbot, I don't want to sound weird, uh, a Mike Talbot connoisseur expert. And I love Mark So book, book so much. I have all but one of his um, covers to his books. I have multiples of the really rare covers. I find them, I scoop them up. And there's only one that we can't necessarily mention or show, um, but I have all of them. You know, wow. I have like eight copies of zombie fallout from the Russian one, the Spanish one, the five different English covers that we've had or four different ones. And I would still like to hear what other people's takes are on where he's going with it.
0: So you're sort of wow. Mark's uh, Annie Wilkes. Huh.
2: It, it, I don't <laughs> from, think I've ever seen that, but is that the one where they break his letter? She breaks his legs or whatever. Misery, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always joked to my wife that if the zombie apocalypse, in aliens came, or nuclear war, one of my first things as a leader is going to kidnap him from Maine and bring him to our compound so he can keep writing for us. Is that
0: what that duct tape and rope and trash bags are in your trunk? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
2: I haven't been able, I can't have the trait gun in there right now. I can neither property, confirm okay? nor
0: deny that there,
2: those, exactly. those items are
0: in my trunk, your honor. <laughs> but um,
2: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I did. I always made the joke. I've never watched Misery, but I said that he'd be one of the people that I would go out of my way to intentionally save because I just don't want it to end.
0: Yeah, it's it's good to be um, a fan of something and to have something yeah. that you're passionate about. Everybody has oh, yeah. that. That, that one thing that they hold on to and when the day is long and, you know, life is beating you down, you got that one thing that you can just, you know, you can cling to and always go back to, you know, some people, I hate to say, yeah. it, you know, they have alcohol, they have drugs, or they have a certain TV show or a movie for a lot of us. And, you know, for what it's sounding like for you, it's, it's these stories that kind of give your, not give your life meaning, but help in the dark times in 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 your life and that's and that's good it's good to have those things and it's it's nice that we have somebody like mark in our lives that can bring us Mm -hmm. that joy and comfort and in insanity sometimes in an insane world to keep us grounded
2: yep and yeah he has that whenever i've had really bad days or upset or you know just like right now being away from my family And not being able to be there with um, them. Again, it's something about his books and his familiarity. What were you going to say, Jenny?
1: I was just going to say that many a night, you know, I have like my brain just doesn't stop. You know, even in the the middle of the Mm -hmm. day, just like doesn't stop. I'm thinking about a million different things. And I'm just looking for something to calm my brain down. And I'll just start listening to the books. And as crazy as it sounds, Mark slash Mike calms me down every time.
2: You know? And I've noticed the mo- better I know the story, the m- easier it is for me to use it to go to sleep with. Even during the day, yeah. I- it doesn't put me to sleep. But when I lay down and I'm listening to Indian Hill, mm-hmm. I- knowing the story so well, it puts me out. Yeah. And it's yep. like, e- exactly. And again, and Mark's, to me, Mark is just as cool in person as you, you see him online. It um, is. Again, I drove over a thousand miles to see him, you know, from Michigan through New York and, you know, all of that, you know, and I'd never traveled really other out of the state before. And I just went there just to meet Mark. I mean, obviously seeing the Salem was a plus as well, but if I could have just went down there to meet him, I would have. I mean, that's how much of an impact he's had. His books have had on me and his writings have had on me and Again, they've gotten me out of a lot of slumps and a lot of bad times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Same well, here.
2: I, I think this is a great
0: place to end it on a on a positive note. And uh, I want to thank you guys for, for coming on and being a part of this. I hope it was what you had expected and what you had hoped it would be. And I hope to our listeners and viewers, uh, I guess we're doing viewers now, that it's it's what you guys would be. Why don't we give one more final thought uh before we close things out? Nick, why don't we go with you?
2: Um I, I'll say to reach out to the people who haven't, you know, read the stories. As somebody who's read every single one of them, um, just do it. Uh even if you don't like zombies, you don't like aliens. I was never a sci-fi person at all. Um it's the way the characters interact with each other that I think makes Mark's Jenny?
1: Yeah. I think mine is going to be simply a message to Mark, and it is, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care what you write. We're going to love it. We're
2: going to love it. Uh,
1: you, you, you can't write something wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah. And where's number eight? Yes.
0: I think we'll call it I'll for an eight. Too. Well, he just finished 20 and six, is it six, like in Fallout? Yes. Yeah. We had the debate about that last week, because you got Demon Fallout in there, but Demon's kind of part five or six or...
2: I call it 4.5, pretty much, is
0: what I call Demon Fallout. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Kind of like, technically, there's 20, what, 22 zombie Fallout books, when you count zero and 3.5. No,
0: yeah, and Man, Hughes, Mans, or whatever yeah. it is. Which, if you read, Tim, well, we're going to get into the whole Tim thing later, but it kind of gets into yeah. the whole Hughes, Man, Hugh Man's things with with Tim. So I think March. I love Tim. March, we're going to be doing a, uh, a a Tim panel as well. So if you guys want to jump in on that, uh, shoot me an email, oh, absolutely, and let me know anytime. And, uh, it'll be a very dark, <laughs> dark episode.
2: <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just a, a little 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 bit. Bit. luckily my wife is the gothic creepy watches all the slaughtery murdering true crime shows so yeah but yeah she's got
0: the duct tape and the trash bags in her trunk and knows how to dispose of a husband watching all those lifetime movies and stuff
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh i always joke that she's watching them to learn how to get rid of me someday Yeah, you go so well
0: nick jenny thank you guys so much thank you to all of you for listening or for watching if you like the show uh listen and subscribe on it on audible uh it's on instagram not instagram what's the other one? i can't even think it was
2: spotify it's-
0: spotify thank you very much uh the video is up on your
2: YouTube, youtube channel yep.
0: it is up on the uh, chronicles of michael talbot the podcast all of it. So, give us a five star rating. Give us a review. It helps boost the show. It helps other people find the show. Similar to giving the book away, one book away for free, you get people hooked, and it kind of rubs them in, and, and 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 we get things going, and we can continue with it. And hopefully, we can we can put enough peer pressure onto Mark that he will start writing Indian Hill Eight and continue yes. this series. You know, give the let the people have their cake. Give them what they want. So. Yes. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. We really appreciate it. And email me about the the Tim thing. I'd love to have you guys back on. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Uh, Nick, good luck with the Academy.
1: Yeah, good luck. You You
0: guys
2: have a good day, too. Thank you.
0: Good night. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Our theme song Zombie vs. Aliens was written brilliantly by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is a production of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of this production can be reproduced, reproducted, re re-rhymed, remixed, remastered without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios, and is punishable by FCC law and being called a big, fat, stupid doodoo head. The show was written, produced, hosted, mastered, and edited by Jeff Royd's technical advisor, Mary Napoli. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It does help other people find the show. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, if you have not done so, download or buy the books of Mark Tufo. You will not regret it. Well, you might regret it. I don't want to make false promises. I can't, you know, I don't know everybody's taste or anything. Like that, but just go do it. Thank you.